Welcome to our virtual chat in New York. My name is Rashid Gabdulhakov, and today I'm co-hosting the Chat in New York podcast with Yelena Kilina. Hello, everyone, and together we will keep you company with a conversation on Europe Central Asia developments as part of the EUCAM program of the Center for European Security Studies in the Netherlands. And today's chat in the yurt is dedicated to climate change and its impact on Central Asia. We're absolutely thrilled to host uh, Hudo Nazar Imam Rebekev, who is an environmental specialist focusing on Tajikistan and sustainable development in the country. He collaborates with Agahan Foundation, and he's currently an online fellow of Center for European Security Studies, Europe Central Asia program. Hudo Nazar, welcome. Thank you very much um, for your uh, warm welcoming, and uh, let's get started, yeah. Absolutely, I love your enthusiasm. So, Khudanazar, how significant is the issue of glaciers melting in the Gorno-Badakhshan Autonomous Region? And, you know, what are some maybe immediate or long-term impacts on the environment? So, um, uh, as I uh, can see from the environmental specialist perspective, uh, the uh, melting glaciers have significant impact on a short term and on a long term. So one of the uh, main impact uh, on a short uh, period of time is um, glacial lake outburst uh, flooding. So one of the main issue is flooding uh, because uh, as the glaciers melt, they bring a lot of water down and it creates uh, a lot of flooding. Another uh, issue that comes with uh, glacier melting is uh, landslides. As they uh, bring a huge uh, uh, amount of water down, there is a steep, they create a steep um, a steep uh, mountains uh, that leads into um, landslides. But uh, in, uh, let's say, in long term, uh, glacial melting uh, can impact the health sector, the agricultural sector, uh, uh, the agricultural sector um, uh, negatively because uh, it can bring a shortage of water for agriculture as the glacier uh, uh, as the glaciers melt uh, very rapidly due to climate change and um, also it can bring uh, some uh, negative change negative impact um, on uh, health because uh, there might be a shortage of uh, water in uh, some areas and shortage of food so the food the one of the main problems is the food scarcity so this might happen in uh in the future if we will not focus right now on this issue yeah i would like to mention something that uh rashid just five minutes ago you mentioned something that even like 10 years ago it was almost unbelievable to discuss climate change in tajikistan could you please elaborate on this? Maybe both uh, you, Rashid, and you, Hudanazar. Well, maybe I'll just explain my point. Yeah, we were we were having a, yeah. a conversation prior to pressing the record button, and I remember when I was at the OEC Academy in 2012-2013, uh, it was this common rhetoric that Tajikistan and Kyrgyzstan are upstream, water-rich countries. It was almost as if you know, the water would never run out, this kind of perception. There were water wars discussed back then, you know, uh, Karimov threatened quite a bit <laughs> to the upstream countries. Uh, Uzbekistan felt like it's deprived of water, but it was always presented in these kinds of contexts that there are water-rich countries 
and countries that depend on those upstream uh, states. But now, of course, everything has changed. We hear that in Bishkek, even the capital of Kyrgyzstan, they, there are regions where they cut off water during the night times. You know, we see water shortages uh, in Tajikistan. In fact, uh, how how already how do people already feel this in, in every day? Khudonazar, maybe you could also elaborate on that. Um, so, as you mentioned, like ten years ago, no one would think about this kind of problems. They always think that water will always come and it will never finish. But today, uh, you can say. In Tajikistan, the energy um, so the energy uh, mainly depends from uh, the water. So that's why there is a lot of uh, energy shortage uh, in the let's say in the last year. So as you mentioned in Bishkek, in Dushanbe, in capital city of Tajikistan, we have like energy shortage in. So they cut the energy. They just. Uh, create some, uh, let's say, schedule when it will be cut, when it will be, let's say, when it will be on and when, when it will be off. So, yeah, this is mainly it. So, yeah, the energy shortage and uh, agricultural uh, shortage of uh, water for water for agriculture, yeah, this is also one of the issues. I was wondering what kind of agriculture is specific for that region. So for GBO, uh, it's mainly uh, let's say the crops, uh, wheat, barley, potatoes. These are mainly the uh, let's say the major uh, crops that are cultivated in GBO. So people mainly need a lot of water for cultivating these kind of uh, crops. So that's why uh, the uh, that's why the irrigation systems. Uh, are mainly dependent from the water that comes from the glaciers. And if the glaciers uh, will bring, will decrease in density and there will be less water, then the, uh, let's say, then the agriculture, uh, agriculture uh, will decrease like, uh, as a result of decrease in glacial melting. Yeah. For a while, Tajikistan had all these uh, major projects with uh, building dams, you know, and uh, investing into the hydroelectric power plants. What is the state of that at the moment, given the rapid melting? So, um, at the moment, uh, there is uh, there 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 are still uh, they are still working on the dam, but uh, it's not as it was like six years ago. Because there, I think that there are some financial uh, problems that r- right now. So if there will be some um, financial support from, let's say, from different uh, international organizations, then uh, they will proceed working on this uh, then. Yeah. I was also wondering, how did you conduct your research? Did you have to travel around the region or did you analyze the data? So could you please elaborate a little bit on your uh, research practices. Um, so, based on my research, uh, my research practices mainly uh, comes uh, from so from the uh, work that I have done with different international organizations. So, one of these is Agahan Agency for Habitat. So, what what is mainly Agahan Agency for Habitat doing? It goes to the uh, village. It goes to these um, to these uh, glaciers. It analyzes it. It um, sees what is the uh, 
let's say, what is the probability of glacial uh, lake outburst flooding and these kind of things. So I worked with them and I have some um, ideas about how these procedures uh, goes. And uh, I have some data uh, that uh, we were collecting during our field works uh, in the rural areas of GBO. So yeah, this my research is mainly based on this uh, data. And of course, uh, every time you write a research, you should also mention not only the problem, but also the possible measures that could be taken. So what are the possible measures that you can envision for this region? Um, so uh, first of all, uh, as we as uh, we mentioned, uh, dams. I think dams are one of the good thing to do right now because uh, we have a lot of water coming from the glaciers, and it would be great if we would create a system that uh, that uh, holds the water that holds the water, and uh, at the same time we can create energy from these dams. Uh, this is one of the um, one of the, let's say, long-term uh, measures. And another one is uh, we can uh, say that uh, we should put some um, mechanisms or some uh, some some mechanisms that uh, will tell us that the glacier that the glaciers are melting at significant rate, and so that we should uh, have the data of uh, these glacial leaks. Uh, melting, um, let's say, every month or every six months. Yeah. Another measure is uh, uh, create, a, let's say, a sustainable development in agricultural sphere so the people should um, should bring, um, let's say, the people should use the water for uh, creating more uh, agricultural products. So this is one of the, uh, this is one of the measure and yeah, I think these are some of the measures that um, I'm mainly thinking about. Yeah. Given our affiliation with the Center for European Security Studies, I have to ask whether there are any ways in which the EU could get involved that you could suggest, Khudonazar, maybe for you know, Badakhshan Autonomous Oblast or for Tajikistan or for Central Asia more um, broadly. I think um, what... Uh, for, I think the financing is one of the one of the main thing uh, that this uh, raising awareness about the glacial uh, meltings in let's say in the European states because you, uh, Europe has a very big stage and um, that's maybe uh, supporting regional cooperation uh, as I already mentioned like Agahan Agency for Habitat so we can you like. There might be some uh, cooperation and some help from the Europe side, and uh, like, yeah, change of knowledge, of course, and change of, uh, yeah, uh, and what else we can see? Maybe advocating for international actions in, as I already mentioned, in European stage, yeah, something like this. And before we wrap up, I have one more question for you. Um, I was wondering, what what is the Vox Pop? What are the people in the region talking about? Because we know that you are currently in the region. So what, do you mm -hmm. hear people talking about it uh, on the streets, uh, in cafes, uh, in in family circles? So um, many people are, let's say, many people feel that uh, it's coming uh, because of energy shortage. 
that are uh, that are around GBO. So we have a lot of. They are saying we have a lot of water, but how can that we don't have this uh, energy from energy? Yeah, but uh, all in all, people are not so let's say aware about this problem, and they are feeling. I think uh, they are feeling relaxed right now, but uh, it might. Uh, it might strike uh, hardly after some years. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Absolutely. And of course, there is, is a global problem because we still see the climate change denialists uh, all over the place. And some of them, unfortunately, occupy the decision-making positions. Khodonazar, I wish we could continue this conversation for hours. Unfortunately, we have to come to an end. I just want to thank you so much for the everyday work of yours. It's incredible, you know, and thank you for what you're doing. And this, the hope is only with people like you who are aware and who are trying to change things for the better now. Of course, we're always a bit late, but if we don't take any action now, then we're yes, even more in definitely. trouble. <laughs> To our listeners, please feel free to join the conversation by posting your questions and thoughts on our social media channels. Thank you for tuning in. Okay. We'll catch you later in the next uh, chat in the yurt episode. Thank you for hosting me. Our pleasure. Thanks for our pleasure. sharing your time with us. Khodonazar. Thank you.